Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. We're we're gonna bring it back. So on today's episode, it's a very I really enjoyed this conversation. You're gonna hear yeah. me laughing. I think it was the the original intent uh, at some point of just shooting the shit. Yeah, it was a very shoot the shit mm-hmm. uh, interview. It was like very casual. These these are like all of our interviews are pretty are pretty much fun. But like we never want to get to the point where it seems like a job to us, right? And like although we want this to succeed and we do work hard at it, we want all the conversations to just be like casual and fun. And this is like what this conversation that you're about to hear was, right? Yeah, and it Would was you agree? yeah. I mean, it was also a different setting, right? Uh, yeah, where you guys came over to my place and we True. literally sat at the couch, watched wrestling, and talked wrestling. Yes. So um, while we recorded this. Uh, so we had Jim over. Jim is an OG from the initial two heels and a face. Right. So Jim is one of the original heels of the two heels. Right. We've mentioned it before a couple times, like when we talked with Trent and maybe Two Juice, we've mentioned it. Jim is a founder. He's a founder of two heels and a face, as am I. Um, but then once Chris came along, like things really kind of took off. So like Jim and I will reference how we were starting and like how we kind of failed at doing this beforehand and how we didn't really enjoy it, how we were trying to make the conversation not casual, but very scripted and structured and how that's just like not us. Um, so it's kind of, it's cool to, even in this year plus, it's cool to see like where I was, where we were mm-hmm. and then like how far we've kind of come. So we're, we're, it's a little bit of origin and history of this podcast, if you will. Yeah. And it, it was just a fun time getting together. Um, right after that, we went to AEW's show, um, Wrestling Rules. Yeah. Which That's was nice. an awesome show as well. It was good, um, and yeah, like that was that was it. Just we just sat down on the couch, watched NXT Takeover because you hadn't watched the Gargano and Champa. Shame match. on me. Shame you on still me. haven't even watched the the Alistair Black, right? Alistair Black and uh, broke. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you'll watch it eventually. It's not the greatest match. It was an entertaining one, but you know, I know there's other. Like for me, I have I started watching the. The Hardy Boys, the twenty four or whatever they did on the network. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I I actually started watching that during my lunch break today. Oh yeah. Um, Jim point Jim pointed out a uh, I don't, I don't want to spoil, but there's mm-hmm. like a, one thing I kind of learned from that because Jim was talking about that when he was over at your place. He mm-hmm. said that like Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy did as at least during that time did as much drugs as like Jeff did. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I always thought Jeff was like the hardcore drug guy. Right. And then Matt, but like no, Matt was doing so that much shit wrestling. Too. You just gotta, you know, indulge it at some point. So yeah, and they put some cool Vader shit on there, which I, yeah. I kind of want to watch. Um, but like, uh, I've got through halfway through the best of the Super Juniors final, so mm-hmm. like, I still have to kind of watch that. So like, a little bit of catch up. But the G one's coming up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hashtag <laughs> watch every match movement. Yeah, it, uh, it's gonna be tough, but yeah, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> Are you in? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm all in since I can't be really at all in. You know. Yeah. Nah. Well, that's streamed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's just get to the conversation. Can't relax. 
Did you go through like a little lull of not like watching a lot of wrestling and then you got back into it? Or because we just hadn't talked for a while. So after like I told him, I think the last AAW show I went to was the one at Joe's in Rosemont. Like Shane Strickland was there. Yeah, that was a it was while all, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. And then uh then after that they stopped going to Bourbon. So like once they stopped going to Bourbon and all their shows were in Berwyn or Logan Square, I was like, all right. And they kind of started losing people. Like, Sammy wasn't the champion anymore, and all a lot of their hot people were gone. Like, Hero was gone. Chompa was gone. Johnny was gone. Mm-hmm. Penton Phoenix almost felt like they were there, like, so much. And just, like, it, it just, like, all of a sudden I was just like, man, I'm a little checked out. And then uh, WWE was, like, on a downswing. So I got checked out of that, too. And then WrestleMania came back around, caught back up, and was like, okay, I'm ready. I love wrestling again. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh I just It goes, for me, it's like, you guys do a really good job of constantly sticking with it because you watch so many different programs, and you're consistent with watching Mm -hmm. multiple programs. And for me, it's like, maybe like, I don't want to say I love hate because I love it more than I hate it. But when it's down, I like have a tendency to be like really put off. Yeah, no, I, I I think no. that's natural. Like, and I don't think it's fair either. Maybe if you notice, like our recordings, we skip around a lot too. Like, I think freelance is the only thing we consistently like go to a lot. Right. But, well, speak for yourself, Charlie. <laughs> I go to AEW. I haven't oh, missed an AEW show. That's true. You I haven't know. missed one in like a year or two. Since I started going, oh really? He doesn't miss a Chicago based. Oh, Chicago based, yeah. Because now they do. Yeah, not Colin Sal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yes, you're right. I should speak for myself uh, there. But yeah, in the podcast, like, like consistently, Charlie and I will both be at freelance. Usually, no matter what, I think we did miss a freelance show once. Yeah, or like we were on and or like one of us was there, the other wasn't, or like something like that. But we take. I mean, I take breaks. all the time. Yeah, like I get I get burnt out and exhausted on wrestling. But like the best thing is. Like, I'm a, uh, on WWE's main roster now. I could, like, care fucking so less for it. So then I, like, I watch a lot of New Japan. Like, I'm watching New... I watch... Yeah, I, I think that's what helps. Like, being yeah. able to hop around, like, all right, like, WWE main roster, I'm not watching any of that outside of, like, whatever highlights I get to come across on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. But, you know, I'll, I'll watch some NXT. NXT is pretty consistent. Lucha's, Lucha Underground is back now. Yeah. Uh, so that definitely, I'm. That's something I'm doing. But it helps to just jump around and not, you know, get burnt out on the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like realizing that it's okay. Like, you know, we not everyone can. Like, there's a bunch of diehard fans out there, and like we don't have. This isn't a competition. Yeah, you know? it's like, not. yeah. Mm-hmm. this isn't a competition. You watch what you can when you can, and like if you just feel like doing something, like if you feel like going out. <laughs> and socializing with the world that day other than wrestling fans <laughs> go do that you know and uh what's great is that like a lot of it's on demand so i if i really wanted to watch money in the bank i could tomorrow yeah so exactly. it's like you can always go back i thought of a, an idea i just need to pull it up on my phone mm-hmm. um but there was a lot of questions that were never asked 
at the Warrior Wrestling table. Oh yeah, just yeah. Go through those. That'd be sweet. Because those are like. Yeah. yeah, still any, questions. Any questions you got from that would be cool, or any questions just in general. Because so while Charlie pulls that up, um, mm-hmm. are, do you plan on going to the Warrior Wrestling too, September second? The what? The the next Warrior Wrestling show? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it was so obviously since it was family friendly and whatnot, it was a, a little on the like a little cheesier side. True, but okay. it wasn't right. at the same time. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he catered to everything. Like he said he was going to do. Yeah. And like just the fact that it was family friendly held it back a tad from what I was used to. Yeah. So I'm yeah, very yeah. used to AEW where it's <laughs> you go there and it's super anything goes. Anything and, goes, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So for me it was like a different experience of like of all that that environment of like a family friendly show, but at the same time maintaining like being it felt like the Super indie still because all the wrestlers were awesome. Mm-hmm. You know who I knew nothing about from that show and yeah. loved, and I don't know his name, and you will, is Corey Graves' brother. Oh, I yeah, I know who no, you're talking no, about. No, Chris, Chris, Chris doesn't remember <laughs> anyone's name. I thought I, Martin was <laughs> telling he's me not that under a mask. I, I know his name. name. I know his name. <laughs> Martin was telling me he's big in. In Mexico. Sam Adonis. Yeah, yes. like he's a major heel in Mexico is what he said. Yeah, yeah so, and he does a pro-Trump gimmick. Yeah. CMLL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the there was like, by the way, I basically watched a full CMLL match last night through Joe K's GIFs and commentary oh, was, from... Was he doing the LA Park and... He's doing the LA Park versus, uh, what's his name, Rush or something? Rush, yeah. Match. I basically watched the entire match through GIFs and... Uh, a Twitter handle na- uh, called Lucha Blog, just okay. commenting on everything. <laughs> I basically watched a full match that way. Welcome to 2018. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, CMLL. That's another. Th- th- yeah, and, and like apparently, he's big there. Yeah, that's what, mm-hmm. that's what I was hearing. What's going on over there? It's it's crazy because it's like if WCW and WWE were okay with trading talent. Right, that's how big it is over there right now with AAA and CML. It's the equivalent of WCW yeah. WWE mm-hmm. training talent in the nineties. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's hot. Like with uh, like Phoenix is hopping around wherever he wants to go. Pentagon is about to do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, L.A. Park is doing the same thing. So there, the big uh, AAA show is going to be uh, Pentagon, Hijo del Fantasma, um, mm-hmm. L.A. Park, and psycho clown and it's a uh, uh, somebody's gonna lose a mask in that match crazy and and it's just like it's crazy just the fact that there's different talents from different companies yep and they're headlining a big show the, the wrestlemania of triple a oh that's yeah. cool so, so la la park is the the og la parka oh is the og yeah i thought he was a knockoff la parka no he's the og so what happened is that um La Parca came to WCW, and he's like he was like out of mind, out of sight. AAA trying to be smart and be like, oh well, we'll give you this other uh, La Park La Parca because you know AAA is big on owning the names of all these wrestlers. Yeah. So he didn't have rights over his name. So now when he came back to Mexico, it's like, whoa, what do you mean you have another La Parca? So he had to change his name to be El. Uh, what is it? Uh, L- L.A. Park. It's just the same name without the A at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wait. So, time out. So, La Parca 
was La Park. And no, then the other way around. La Park was La Parca. Was La yeah, yes. Yes. La yes. Park, he was La Park in Mexico, went to WCW and became La Parca. So they like they like Scott yeah. hauled his ass. Where Pretty like much. when Is Scott it? Hall left and they put out a new Scott <laughs> Hall. And yeah. remember and then a new uh yeah. Diesel. Uh-huh. They did that with his name. So yeah. the guy I was watching in the GIFs last night that was, was La Parca I watched in watch WCW. WCW. Yes. Oh, that makes so much sense. I thought they were different <laughs> people. No. Okay, I got so fucking confused then. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not he comes back and it doesn't feel jaded that it like the name he used was oh, yeah. given to some other guy to just be him while he yeah, was gone. Yeah, there was there was some uh legal dispute dispute over the names and up to this day like well, not up to this day, but like a couple years ago even like there's been several wrestlers that are always fighting over the rights of their names cuz even if they're retired or whatnot, uh Triple A will just hand over a like Pentagon, Pentagon Jr., right? Like the mm-hmm. the original wrestler was uh Octagon, right? And then they try to do a counterpart to him, which was going to be Pentagon. So it was, yes. was going to be Pentagon versus Octagon and like good versus evil or whatever. Okay. And uh, there were several Pentagons because the, the curse with the Pentagon name is that every Pentagon, every, every luchador who has owned the Pentagon name has died in the ring. So when they gave, mm-hmm. they gave Pentagon the name... Uh, they they changed it up to be Pentagon Junior. Yes. So now he goes and he makes it big, and they're like, "Well, you're still a Triple A guy, so Pentagon Junior is my name." Is that why he had to switch and it up? And then he had to switch it up because he's like, "Fuck it, I'm no longer a Triple A guy. I'm an independent wrestler." Yeah. Right. So now he's like so, Pentagon L Zero or whatever he yeah, is. That All long that ass name. Yeah. He didn't pick a very good substitute name. Well, I mean, what? Can, yeah. <laughs> Pentagon L Zero Miro or whatever. <laughs> he should it is. just been Mero. Penta. That's it. Yeah, that's that, what we call them, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Uh, so the other wait, do the other pentagons really die? Yeah. They, well, they have died in the ring. Yeah. They've died, both of them. Yeah. But was <laughs> it like two before? Yeah, them? I think it was two. That's, wow, that's, that's a weird savage. coincidence. And yeah. That's where uh, the apparently that's what he said once. There's several stories, but that's where the Cerro Miedo comes from. No fear. Yeah, like has zero no fear. Oh, that makes so that makes it so much cooler. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The lore, there's so much lore, so much yeah. Mexican like history. lucha lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> so talking about lucha, what about these pants over here with uh? Valentin yeah, he Dream. ripped Puma's pants. <laughs> well, he let him use his pants. That's what I uh, read. I don't think they're exactly the same. No, no, no. The, somebody exactly on Reddit posted a picture. It's the same tights. So he must have asked him and said, oh, really? yo, I want to make fun of you. Such a troll. Can I use your tights? And obviously, since they're working together, he's supposed to like... Did yeah. you see his Twitter profile picture? Dream? Yeah, yeah the yeah. Dream is uh, is the Prince Puma. <laughs> it's Prince Puma. It is? Yeah. yeah. And I love... I also love um, that the Velveteen Dream follows zero people on Twitter. Oh, follows he doesn't? no one. And he's got like 4K followers, maybe more. Oh, no, it's probably more than 4K. It's, it's probably more like, yeah. more like 40K or yeah, something, yeah, like something like that. Sounds about right. Um, and, uh, and he only tweets like once a month, and all his tweets are fucking awesome. Do you know he why no one. he came out with the Hogan stuff? <laughs> why? Because oh, yes. Hogan, yeah. when yeah. They, he got cut from... Uh, what's the show where they find the guy? Tough, tough, enough. Yeah, tough Enough. When he got cut from Tough Enough or something, Hogan... And they like re-signed him, or I don't know when it was exactly. But Hogan said this kid has it. Hogan was like, "This guy's got talent. This kid has it. He will be a star someday." And Hogan like endorsed him 
Was like I thought it was the other way around. I think Hogan was talking shit about him. Or no, yeah. I think Hogan endorsed him. It was yeah. Uh, Hogan Hogan was a judge on that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like and disagreed with eliminating him, right? I uh, uh, yes, but I think before that he was. I think that's what I saw. I yeah. think before that he was like, I need to see more out of your promo, brother, or something like, like everybody that. Everybody liked whatever he did, and Hogan was the only one who was like, no, I like you could do more. Or some shit like he was basically like yeah I don't I don't agree with saving him or something oh. like that and then and then probably like when but he did get eliminated what or when did, tough enough did, what end. did said this guy's yeah. got yeah. some was that then Hogan offered him to be his uh, manager did you see that Hogan wanted to be his manager yeah mm. and then uh, after this like Hogan after thing, his yeah. whole thing oh uh, okay uh, at NXT and then. Uh, it, I don't. I don't know. I think there was some smart remark from uh, Velvet's in Dream. I haven't seen that. Yeah, he said he called him Terry or something on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, Terry. <laughs> Bro, Hogan's just trying to. I think Hogan's he's just finding his way in. He yeah. is. He's trying to weasel. He's feeling the Hulkamania fading, brother. <laughs> and uh, he was. I heard that. Uh, by the way, Cody Rhodes just like released a YouTube channel. Oh, that was pretty legit, I dude. That, that video was fucking great. Like, I, awesome. after we, I, I would recommend us watching that after we stop doing this, because um, I want it's like really good. But it's a series. It's basically a series gonna do, that's gonna document all in, and it's called All Us, and it's about the making of it through the eyes of Cody and the Bucks. Oh, that's cool. And they, they sat down and they did a really candid interview, um, and they were talking about how like. The pe- after they sold out, they had a bunch more people approach them of like wanting to get involved or help out. And I think like Hogan was like after the sellout, like yeah. let me know if you guys need anything, brother. Or he's like trying to drop a hint that like he wants to, <laughs> he wants to be involved. Um, but uh, I don't know like Y two J was an early endorser, and like they were thinking about like if it's funny because the entire time they're like, gosh, can we afford him? And Cody just keeps going. We can cover it. We can cover it. <laughs> and the Bucks are like, no, we can't afford them. They're just like arguing over if they can if afford they can Jericho, Jericho yeah. or not. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's like so candid, though. It's literally like drop the curtain. Um, the, they show their a fear, like emotion. Yeah. Like, they weren't sure if it was going to sell. It was really good. Um, and like, I hope to see more of it. It's just really candid, cool. Yeah, stuff. and just doing a uh, full three sixty on all these, like, and you know, in Mexico, the 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 promotions collaborating and such jericho has fucking everybody on his cruise bro yeah he does there's R-O-H, a whole R- he R-O-H has bunch tournament. of independent wrestlers mm-hmm. he has impact now like new japan right he has new japan he's a people. fucking iwgp <laughs> he intercontinental champ, champion right? I, I was <laughs> side note i i think after that well i was probably before that anyway i feel like he may have solidified himself as single-handedly the greatest he could be possibly the greatest wrestler of all time he's on he solidified himself on my personal mount, mount rushmore 100 percent. yeah yeah for sure but he might be he might 100%. has like done enough to be like the greatest if you like put everything overall everything he's done, everything yeah. he's done find a guy that's done more than that guy and you could 100 percent argue it yeah you can 100 percent argue it just like pure statistical and like long term yeah. longevity reinvents himself gives himself new characters consistently stays good in the ring has worked for multiple promotions has worked hard travels has connections everywhere like you hear stories about him telling vince like 
I want to do like feels like he's got pull. Like the guy oh, he has does. to be while he, running a fucking rock band. Yeah, the and, and <laughs> a cruise, and like the dude's just a multifaceted human. And I feel like he's done so much for wrestling that it's hard to find a guy where you're like, okay, beat him. Like who do it, who does more? Who's done more? Yeah. Um. God, what was I gonna say? Uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. You were just what were you just talking about? Jericho, Jericho working for multiple promotions. You're oh, talking about the Young Bucks. The, yeah, no, the oh, Vince oh, stories. Mm-hmm. And Jericho's audio. I've listened to two. Jericho has four books, maybe. I think so. Yeah. And I've listened to two out of the four. And dude, his Vince stories in those books are so fucking good. Vince McMahon is a genius. He's a mad evil scientist genius. He's like, he might be. He's probably done a lot shittier things in his life than we would ever know. And and it's crazy though that he's built this empire because on all of Jericho's stories, Vince just makes he makes decisions completely based off of of emotion. And he like Vince is not like calculated. He is sorry, he is calculated. But in all Jericho's stories, he's just like if you catch Vince in the wrong mood, no matter what how fucking good your idea is, it's not gonna happen. He'll say no. He'll say no. Like if you catch him in the right mood, no matter how shitty your idea is, it probably might happen. <laughs> like Vince is like he's is like his emotions are you gotta catch him like at the right spot because he makes so many decisions off of emotions. It's crazy to think that he hasn't like I don't know fucked up at all. Oh, I, mean, I can show has, you but... some. I can show you <laughs> some evidence on the contrary. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree true. with what you're saying. It's crazy that like he's built all this with that strategy because like, yes, you know that's what happens when you monopolize, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Straight off, now you monopolize the indies, kill the territories, yeah, brother. kill the territories, NXT everywhere. Anyways, anyways, let's, um, let's do some. Did, ask, ask me some questions. Did you watch the uh, bipolar rock and roller documentary? No. Oh, that's the Mauro Ronaldo, oh right? God, it was fucking great. Yeah, Mauro Ronaldo is bipolar, and he just talks about dude. The guy has the guy. I heard him on the uh, Roberts podcast. Oh, uh, Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts podcast, mm-hmm. and that was pretty good. But I have not watched the documentary. Either. I gotta listen to that. Um, Mauro Ronaldo is fucking so good at his job. We all know that. He would have like a string of like doing really, really good in his job. And then he would have a mental breakdown. And then he'd have, but still, after he was having these mental breakdowns, he would still keep getting hired by people because he was that damn good. Like he would be like really involved in Bellator or something, or like Strike, strike Force. He was really involved yeah. in Strike Force. And then he'd have a mental breakdown. And then like six months would pass. And then someone would call him up, be like, yo, I want to hire you. It was crazy to me how much success he was having, even though he would have these literal roadblocks in his career. Yeah, roadblocks in his life, and then that would lead to a roadblock in his career that yes. he'd have to recover from. Yeah. And then in and out of the hospital, um, like, really, really, if it wasn't for marijuana, we probably wouldn't have Mauro Ronaldo as our NXT announcer right now. He wouldn't be mellowed out. Yeah, he says it's the best thing that's ever helped him is marijuana. Um, and it all stemmed from, he wasn't always like this. It all stemmed from uh, being like the first time he was in the hospital, he was like severely overmedicated. And then that, uh, I don't think his brain like ever recovered fully from that. Um, so then he's been, his life is just like a roller coaster. Like it's bipolar. You yeah. know, his life is <laughs> it's up <what>? and down because <laughs> he is up and down. Um, but it's really good. It's on Showtime. I'd recommend it. It's a document. 
Yeah, like a documentary? A, yes. Document. And they're like, NSC is a perfect job for him because he doesn't travel. He can come in and out of it too, yeah. But but he missed this Chicago. Yeah, I was gonna say he could come. Oh yeah, he does travel a little bit, but he doesn't travel as much as like a SmackDown announcer would. Yeah, I'm trying to say. Well, he wasn't even at Chicago, so he didn't travel. No, he was in the UK. Yeah, because he was doing some. Was he was doing a boxing show or something? Well, he might be doing that, but he's also doing their tournament that they're doing. Oh, the UK tournament. Yeah, with Nigel, I'm sure. Uh, I would think so. But Nigel was here. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to point that out. No, that's cool. Because one of the things was favorite commentator. That was one of the questions. Obviously, probably Jim Ross, right? Yeah, I like Corey Graves, but I really like Corey Graves. They've done, they've main rostered him almost. Oh, here's a good one. What uh, What is a created? This is a salad bar question. What is the name of a created wrestler that you made growing up in a video game? Oh wow, that's it's a, really a good, good one. one. Mm-hmm. Let me well, think. let's if, start off with the uh, with the video game. What 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 was your favorite video? You game? better have you better have the right answer for this, Jim. No mercy. Yes, <laughs> that is the so right that's the, answer. Right, that's what everybody looks for. It's but the to best me, I never game. had a N sixty four. No mercy is the greatest game ever. No well, mercy is the greatest I, wrestling game ever. It's so. I was a SmackDown fun. kid. I I even yeah, more I so than games. made my own guy. I would make the guys that weren't in it. Okay. Oh I'd, really? I'd create a lot of people that it was missing that I'd want to be in the game and stuff. I did that a lot. I think. Like, um, create a wrestler name. So I was big into WrestleMania 2000, then No Mercy, and then there was mm-hmm. a wrestle wrestling game. I think I got, like, for Xbox or PlayStation, or one of them, Xbox 360 or something, one of the recent WWEs. So I think it was the one the where... Yeah, there was, like, a 2K. And I think it was the one with... You had to, like, travel and do all the... Um, WrestleMania, like the big matches. I don't know what 2K it was, but the gimmick, the story mode was you did all these WrestleMania matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. And oh, is this the one with the with with Hogan? I don't know if Hogan wasn't on like the he cover, wasn't on the cover, but but there was like a a Hogan special package, possibly. Yeah, but like you did all <laughs> these major WrestleMania matches from these eras. Uh-huh. So you would like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like the, the moments or something. Yeah, like yeah. these big moment eras, yeah. and that you'd have to like achieve these goals or whatever. I made a wrestler in that game, and I want to say his name was like, like he. I gave him a name, but I I went with like a nickname, and I want to think. Was it, it your rapper name? No. That, that was, <laughs> What was your rapper name? I have multiple. <laughs> My real rapping name is if I if I could have done it was Wax, but there's actually a rapper named Wax, and he's fantastic. Two X's or one X? Just one. Okay. And then because I am not creative enough, I met this dude in college. Dude, I think you might have even had him on the show, or he was going to be on the show. Jared Rolfs. Oh, oh, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he might have. Yeah, at one point was going to be. Yeah, he we, called yeah. himself. Kid too ill. Yeah, yeah. With I L L like Illinois. And I was like, ooh, I like that. Can I use it? <laughs> and in college he was like, Yeah, go for it. So I started to call myself Kid Too Ill for a while. Nice. <laughs> That's his Twitter handle yeah, right I now. Know. No offense to Twitter kid. handle Jared if you ever hear this, but me. <laughs> so no, I think I think I created my wrestler and his name was something like it had to do with like being perfect or something. He was a heel. I had all the heel taunts. I don't know. Like I yourself. Yeah. He was a version of you. Yeah. 
You're uh, by the way, you're I just want to mention this again, but you're like you're a founder of two heels. Yeah, and a face. one of those two heels is, <laughs> is like me. Even though you two are both faces, you can maybe borderline We're, sell Chris as a heel. <laughs> But Charlie's no. definitely the face. We're a hundred percent white me baby faces, yeah, Chris and are. I. But yeah, that's a that's a oh, I should have introduced you. We'll do a pre recording and we'll introduce you as the founder of Two Heels and a Face. Well, I'm not the founder. I jumped in and you no. and Matt founded it. No, that's not true. We founded Layeth the Matt down. I didn't even yeah, found, found La- La- I didn't even found Layeth the right, Matt. That Matt, was Matt, right? Matt yeah. founded Layeth the Matt down. Charlie was a guest on there. Yes. One time I heard the podcast and was like, I gotta get in on this. <laughs> then I was talking with Charlie and Matt. Then Charlie, me, and Matt were like trying to figure out how to make shows. Then that yeah, evolved into how do we change the name? What do we become? We started going to all these AW shows. True. Then we started, Chris was starting to weasel his way into it. Chris was a guest on Light the Mat Down. <laughs> yeah. He wore his mask the entire yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. oh, and it was, it was, Sky- was Skype in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those Google it was videos. Google it was a Google Hangout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then <laughs> after that, Charlie was like, listen, we got to make this a thing. We got to get a name. We got to start doing this stuff. I remember this one episode of Lay the Meth Down where <laughs> Charlie <so> was, <laughs> Charlie would be like, all right, when I wear these sunglasses, I'm a Mark <laughs> or something oh, like that. Oh, like, I'm yeah. a friend. <laughs> I'll give you my Marky answers. Yeah. It was the, it was the, basically the equivalent of like Marty and Sarah. When Marty and Sarah get smarky, they put on their smart fedora, right? Is that what they do? Uh, right. That right. might not be true. Is this a podcast? This is a podcast. Yeah, yeah Marty and Sarah. And uh, they reference to it. Yeah. Yeah. So like when yeah whenever I had the sunglasses on, I was a smart. I was a smart ass, yeah. right? And then when I took them off, I was just the real mark. Yeah, yeah. It was a real mark. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, and I was changing things I would say based yeah. on. If I no, you're the you were the driving force because then I was like, holy shit, I just did this for fun, and now. Charlie's like, let's go, baby. So I, couldn't inv- <laughs> I couldn't invest. I couldn't invest how I how Charlie wanted me to invest. So I was like, oh fuck, I gotta get out of this. No, I, I, that's I, I my suck, fault. Man. I suck, dude. No, I have like I've realized that that's a flaw. I that's a flaw. Like, no, it's not a flaw to be when you find something that you're interested in. You shouldn't say it's a flaw. You found something you're interested in yeah. and you wanted to go all in. That's not a flaw. That's just finding something you like and wanting it to be the best it can be. Uh, yeah, so I agree with that. But flaw might be like expecting other people to feel the same way. That might be where the flaw is and like pushing the fucking gas pedal. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down. That, that's when I was like, let's fucking go. Let's record. Let's, yeah. Uh, and then like. You we, were trying to bust out like almost an episode a week or almost like two. It was just you like. You guys were recording on a weekly basis. We, we tried. Yes, at one point in time we were like, I was like, all right, I've tried a little bit. I was like, all right, maybe. maybe with well, because because can... the thing is that you and Matt lived nearby, right? You, Charlie, and then you. Lived we really yeah, didn't, but we still lived in the city. Yeah, we really didn't right. live close to each other, but we still. To lived me, in that's the city. nearby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and close then, enough. Yeah, and then so like we were trying to do them in person, and then it's like, okay, let's do Google Hangout. And they're not as good. They're just not as good. We're like talking over each other. The, the sound quality sucks. A dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like, and then Jim and I were like, remember when like we wanted more out of Matt? Yeah, there was. <laughs> there's no way he listens to this now, but yeah, if there's a chance that you do, well, if we make a total diva segment. He might, right? Mm-hmm. That was a problem we had too. Though. <laughs> I remember this. That was a problem we had too, though. Is like uh, that I had. I was like, we were just trying to be like everybody else. So like when he's like Matt's like, let's talk about total divas immediately without 
being sensitive to the fact that he might want to do that, I was like, no. Yeah. I remember I just texted the word no, which like over text. <laughs> well, we all had a blunt. different agenda. It was like, yeah. you were like, I'm in it for the fandom. I was like, I'm in it because I want to talk about creative and I and how I disagree <laughs> with everything and how I'm so much smarter than Vince McMahon. And then, <laughs> and then Matt was in it for like the outfits and the total divas and the, he just had got back into wrestling. So he was in it for like, a totally different reason. Yeah. And so then the three of us and were he all was like, just soaking it all in. Right? Yeah. He was From soaking all, it all yeah. in. Yeah. And like, in, yeah. I think he kind of backed off too. Cause I was like making it real serious. Um, but we needed more out of him. Cause me and you were, at, we were at a point where you were gearing up, you were starting to push the gas pedal. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I could push the gas a little bit. And we were like, first agenda, we got to somehow either see if Matt's down to push this gas pedal or get up, get out the way, son. Well, yeah. we, we made a communication error too, because like, I think the thing was like Matt was hosting and maybe like we were, I don't know. It was something where like we wanted Matt to just talk more or something or talk differently. And instead of like just saying that to him and yeah, saying like it felt bad, we we probably well we tried to like remember we were like let's try us hosting yeah like energetic and happy and let's yeah. make it a fun to listen to. Yeah. No offense, I mean this sounds really bad. It does sound it does sound worse than it really was. Yes, you are You're not a brainstorming. If you ever yeah like Matt the Matt guy was not a bad person. He's not. He it's just this is and I was telling somebody else if you do something. Over and over again, for example, you were running your own side podcast, the um, the, the log, starter, log. starter log. Yes. And as a teacher, I'm almost like performing. I almost related to wrestling a lot because when you're teaching, you have to captivate an audience and interest them and get them to do what you want them to do and think how you want them to think. So uh-huh. from my perspective, it was like, I'm energetic speaker who does x y and z i think it was energy yeah because i've practiced Mm -hmm. and you're energetic speaker because you've had the practice matt was coming in cold turkey from it's true aside from his comedy he was coming in like oh how how do i approach this i think right right and he was like he did bring stuff to the table and he was funny oh yeah uh but like i think yeah i think we wanted more energy out of him so then like on the side we were like let's just suggest we try to host Mm -hmm. and like switch off Mm -hmm. and then like it came to the point where like Matt felt like we were like kind of taking over his thing, which yeah. is a hundred percent fair. Accurate. Just, it was accurate. It was very accurate. It's what him. happened. And then there was like a combination of me trying to push the pedal, and then like we could never meet up with Jim. Yeah. So then I just like the wheels just fucking fell off of it. But real you know quick. what? Also, at the same time, he was a pure WWE, and me and you started branching out. That's true. We started going and getting into the indie scene a little bit. That's true. And whatnot when he was all. Watch Raw, watch SmackDown, watch the main product. Watch Raw, watch SmackDown, watch the main product. That's yeah. not wrong. No, it's not wrong. No. That's why Chris is a multifaceted individual. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is a very... Chris, you might be the most diverse wrestling fan I know. Yeah. Well, like, credit to Chris, because, like, when we formed... So then we formed Two Heels and a Face, and then basically that lasted for a couple weeks. One episode, right? You guys did, and that was it. Episode uh, one, I think, was... We had Martine on the show once. Yeah, we did like a couple BS episodes. I probably never caught the. No, light no, no. Of I day. mean, uh, two heels in the face with uh, with Matt. We did one with Matt us. was in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you guys rebranded. Was, Matt was the other heel in two heels oh, in the face. Okay. And we did one at his apartment. Remember, mm-hmm. we were talking about Ty. There's actually a pretty cool YouTube video. The uh, Ty Dillinger one on our on our YouTube channel, which we don't put a lot of stuff on. Yeah, the Ty Dillinger one. We were talking about. 
Do you feel bad for Ty Dillinger because he was being underutilized in NXT and I he remember was a that. gatekeeper? I remember like, that now. That day. That was basically the one true. And then I released a, it's relevant now, rest in peace, Vader. I released a solo episode, that's episode number two, about how Vader should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then, like, basically it dissolved. And then, like, Chris came on. But then, like, when we recorded with Martine, I think you were kind of like, you were a guest at that point. Yeah, getting, like, on the outs almost. Yeah, right. Like, right. Yeah, you two came over, Martine was there yeah we were yeah. all gonna, we're watch, gonna watch like rumble some, or something like, summer yeah. slam or something something like that yeah the rumble i think or oh no it was a fucking uh like fast lane just something goofy something dumb we we're getting yeah. together to watch something yeah right because right. then we did the fantasy league yeah. so we were still around for that a little bit oh, yeah. it, there was time where it was like work it i was in on it but then like how i told you guys at the warrior wrestling like the amount of time and dedication that you have to put in to get the fruits of your labor was more than I was willing to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh man, I had to bow out gracefully and be like, listen, I can't give you guys what you like, <laughs> like Batman. Like I was good, but I was not the hero you deserve. <laughs> you know, like I, I, Chris is the hero you deserve. Not the one. You really like, I, I was in on it and I needed to get out because I was just not able to hang. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Credit to Chris for like saving it. Yeah, honestly, like I, I be, being a one man show is really fucking difficult because, like, even solo podcasts I find very hard. Yeah, because um, everything you think you're saying just sounds like shit, and then like <laughs> it does, it's not, it comes out okay. Um, but Chris, like every time, Chris works as hard as anyone I know, and like we're always there to pick to pick up each other when one falls off for like the week or whatever. Like that happens, um, and he and his skills are similar to mine, but then also compliment mine so i'm that's me putting over chris as much as i can and chris is a better i'll take this to the grave like i probably talk more on this podcast but chris is a better linguist because he, he can speak two fucking languages <laughs> i can't do that so like well that's what brought on pentagon and phoenix to the podcast at some point yeah there is pentagon <laughs> and phoenix spanish recording somewhere in one of our episodes wait really yeah there yeah. is we like, didn't even advertise it twice <laughs> so okay so once yeah. like oh we i recorded with them at very quickly at all in Joe's spanish live all in, all in the, spanish yeah all in spanish mm -hmm. but then the audio was shit and then <laughs> next time i saw him i think i was at logan and i'm like they were like oh let us know when it drops or whatever and i'm like bro the audio is shit like do you guys want to do it again it's like sure um the show's about to start, so let's do it before it starts. And uh, yeah, we recorded a couple minutes. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, we yeah. didn't. We never really advertised it as like them being right. on it, did we? It was, Hell, um, that'd be like awesome. It's really hidden in that episode. I don't yeah. even know what episode it is, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I, it's just somewhere in there at the tail end of the episode. So if, they, if somebody stuck around, like they heard it. Right. Um. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Jim, what's your favorite theme song? Oh gosh, right now? Sure. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's do it like that. Do a ever yeah, and then a right now. Yeah, but you guys have to answer this too, though. So let's go. I'm gonna go with favorite theme song right now, undisputed era. That okay. the shock the system one. I'll find myself like at the gym, like <laughs> boom, yeah, boom. <laughs> I find myself grooving out to that. Favorite theme song ever is obviously the glass dropping Stone Cold, just because I'm that's my marky childhood. Okay, and then favorite underappreciated theme song, mm, like one that I enjoy that I don't think many people enjoy. 
I am actually a big fan of Trinity's glow thing. Okay, that, I could see why. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. actually. I know it sounds. I didn't so, know. I, I, I know it sounds that. so <laughs> stupid. I know it sounds so <laughs> stupid, but every time that that comes out, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, kind of get my little dubstep rocking. I like it. I did not expect that from you. Yeah, that's my little hidden pleasure theme. Wow. Song. Do we should have saved that for dessert then? This question. Yeah, yummy. That's great. My favorite's the NWO theme of all time. Current would probably be like glorious. Still, I think glorious is so good. Unmatched quality there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what's an underrated one? The I, the the undisputed era grew on me. Oh, I love and when I first heard it, I was like, "This this kind of sucks." And like the more you listen to it, yeah. it's like, "Damn, actually." It sounds the more you listen to it, it sounds like NWO. I swear to God, play okay. NWOs. I could see why. I could play see why, NWOs. Yeah. A lot of like that guitar and stuff, uh-huh. and then play undisputed eras, and you can see almost. They might have gotten a little bit of an idea to be like, "Ooh, we're like a we're a faction." They, I, you'll play them after one another, and then get back to me. Okay, cool. That's a homework assignment for you, the listener, as well. Yeah, play them one after the other. For me, I think uh, the all-time favorite, obviously, it's it's Austin, the you know the glass shattering, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Right now, the the one that I like that's currently on right now. Uh, like I, I hate to say glorious, but it it is like it's either, so it, good. Either that or the 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 previous Nakamura version. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. like those NXT good ones. Like they're they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I don't know if this is the underrated one or whatnot. But uh, all Eagles music, all Eagle Ethan Page. Yeah, his is good. That was my alarm for a while. Like. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like that shit is dope, man. Like, it is dope. Like I think that's the best indie song uh, entrance music. It so might be. Like, it honestly might be the best indie, like true independent entrance yeah. music. It's really good, and it's really well. Well, he had a custom made, so it's like really well themed. Fit to, to him. him. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think with the Undisputed Era too. Their song is cocky, and they're cocky. Yeah, and that's the reason why like I like Kevin Owens theme too, because Kevin Owens theme sounds like a dickhead, and he's a dickhead. Yeah, you know, it's like. <laughs> The, I don't know how you make music match a person, but like people are doing it. Um, what's the, what's your least convincing finishing move? I this is gonna sound don't ass, steal mine. It's gonna sound asinine um, because people love this move. I hate people that use a DDT. Oh, okay. Because it's. That's a good point. Because there will be people that do DDTs in a match and then, like, get a one or two count. And then they've, like, dumbed down the DDT so much. And so, like, when Ambrose does a DDT, it's like, so what? Then Bobby Roode does the glorious DDT. Don't care. Yeah, Everybody that looks, does yeah. some type of different different DDT. And I just don't, not a fan of them. I'm like, because... Stone Cold loves the DDT, and I've listened on his podcast him saying how much he hates that they've dumbed or, down right, the DDT. Yeah, the fact yeah. that now DDT is a transition move. It's versus, a transition yeah. move, and it, we see it so much in NXT. They'll do like these crazy wicked DDTs where they bounces DDTs. off their, their head and then lands on their feet and then dies, and then they get like a two <laughs> count or whatever. Right. So it's like, why is the Bobby Roode's DDT so much, much more better power than, than yeah. a d- regular DDT that looks like killed the guy? Rude's DDT sucks. Too. Yeah, he just lifts them up and does like a. It's basically like a face. It's like a DDT. face plant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's not good. That's uh, my most hated. Is the cool, X factor under the armpit? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think the coup de gras is very underwhelming. I, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Kinshasa sometimes doesn't do it for me. Oh, good call. Kick to the face or kick to the back of the, the head. The or whatever. Knee, knee to, to the, the face. face. Yeah, it's like neck. an it's like a thrust knee. Yeah, sideways. The knee to the face got hot for a while. It was yeah. Like a, yeah, 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 for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Brian Daniel Bryan was doing it. And oh, by the way, you mentioned Dean Ambrose. He's probably going to come back like a completely new person, right? Like I he has know. to. Uh, new like gimmick, psycho guy. No, I think like new gimmick. I think a heel. I think like he should do something where like he pushes the boundaries of like kayfabe, and like I think he should just be the biggest dickhead in the world. Like if he comes back as regular Dean Ambrose, it's gonna suck. I'd be happy if they changed him. They should change. This is the perfect time, and it's a Sami Zayn just got hurt. They should honestly change Sami Zayn when he comes back too. Yeah, give him a different. Is he still coming out to the like the ska song? Is heel Sami Zayn still coming out yeah. to a ska song? Yeah, that doesn't work. Is he even like uh, singles matches? Yeah. Oh, I just it's still the watch, same song. Though. He makes it work though. Yeah. Yeah. He makes it kind of look like anything. Like yeah, I'm so cocky. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. He's like annoying. Describe the first wrestling event you ever attended. First one ever attended. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like a Raw in Chicago. During the era when Austin was like the GM and would come out on the uh, four wheeler, yeah, mm. and Jericho was doing the sexy beast gimmick, like I'm a sexy beast or whatever, and was calling Stephanie like a filthy, disgusting, dirty trash bag hoe. <laughs> so <laughs> that was fun. I remember going with my neighbor Joe Conti, and uh, that was my first one. So Allstate Arena was my first venue. Joe Conti. Yeah, he's a New Linux guy. He. Oh, okay. A wrestling Wait. guy. He's a fan. Did you go to Driscoll High School? No. No. Central. Oh, okay. Central, Central. I know a different Joe Conti. Okay. Um, that was. I really don't see anything else extremely interesting in the salad bar. My favorite. Um, in, my first indie venue was a Ring of Honor at that. Chicago, Chicago Ridge. Ridge, yeah, in that little uh, the the gym. gymnasium or yeah. whatever it is. That was my first field house, whatever they call yes, it. Yes, yeah. that was my first indie show. Oh I, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that venue. And I like didn't know what to expect from an indie show, so I was like, "Wow, forty dollars for second row? That's so <laughs> cheap!" And like, so I, I got second row tickets, not knowing that like it's just as good as if you paid the twenty dollars. Yeah, sit two right. rows behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool yeah it was cool though war machine just won we're watching nxt yeah or the warriors this was at excuse chicago me. too yes did you see that yeah match or did you okay cool who's the dude on the left with the, the hairy uh, beard guy the the one on the left is raymond Rowe, right no uh, is one is that guy killian dane or no, no. Insanity? no 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 <laughs> killian dane's on the main roster now yeah from sanity yeah from that sanity. dude looks like killian yeah, dane. yeah, yeah they, they, they do yeah, yeah. Uh, these guys were at. I think these guys were at a show that at we, AAW show. You yeah. might have been there. They were at a one fifteen show. I really. Bef- yeah, they fa- they wrestled Red Dragon. You they know what? I think Bobby. They, oh, I was Kyle at that Riley. show. Yeah. I was yeah. at that show. Mm-hmm. I think this is at that show. You left early. I think that's when my buddy like asked us to be stand up in his wedding or whatever. Oh, so oh I, you did. Leave we early. left early to go get drinks out in the city with a couple of his friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember and you're that. like, I wish I wouldn't have left. Yeah, I, t- I was like, oh god. <laughs> No offense, the, you'll, they'll never listen to this. So, right, <laughs> fuck you, KP, for making me leave. Oh yeah, how, do you, he, someone just got married. Yeah, right? he, that, that kid, the one who asked us to stand up his wedding like a year ago, is the one who just got married. Cool. 
pro- side question that yeah. I'll ask you guys. Yeah. Do have you have you felt that since you've dove into the land of like following as much as you can, trying to invest as much as you can, do you find yourself from watching so much wrestling not enjoying matches as much as you used to when it was like a treat to watch a match. Now it's like you, hmm. you've seen the same things, you've seen same, similar spots and whatnot. So out of, yeah, I think out of all, a lot of wrestling that I watch, not a lot of wrestling that I watch is like, oh, I'm sitting on my couch watching it, right? Mm-hmm. If it's like, like I think the last one that I tried doing that was the... Um, the Dominion show, right? Like, I started watching that. Oh, you were watching some of that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Like I, I watched, watched that full show. I watched some of it. Not all of it. I didn't finish mm-hmm. it. But I was like, like, there's not a lot of TV that I sit down and really watch. Mm-hmm. Like, most of it is in the background. I'll catch highlights, things like that. So that's cool. And, and I, I think that kind of, like, helps the... um, You know, the overload of, of wrestling and, and kind of being... Getting to that point of like, oh, you know, it's just another match. But even, how about even when you're there live? Like, because the environment helps when you're with a bunch of people and you're there live. It's like, oh, amazing. But mm-hmm. how many indie matches, you guys have seen so many indie matches now and you're involved in the community so much. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself like watching a match and and being like expecting XYZ? You've seen this and this and this. So now you're just like, oh, they did that. Mm, okay. I'm not overanalyzing no. it so much during the show. Just taking it in, yeah. Okay. For me, like, it's a good, it's a good question. It's For more me, of the feeling after the match is done, or that helps, or, yeah. or, or you know, the, however the crowd reacts to a certain move, like you just kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, oh, the crowd's cheering, like what? Because I'd, I'd almost relate it to like if you had season tickets to a baseball game. And let's say the White Sox, like, obviously they suck. So let's say you have season tickets to the Sox game. But you live next door to them and Yeah, so you're going all mm-hmm. the time. Baseball probably gets desensitized, and you're like, oh, there's all home run. Like, you're not as excited as you are when you see the home run. You go to the game twice a year, and you, you see, see a home run homework. live, and you're like, wow, that's yeah. great. But if you go to every game and see a home run, you're like, oh, home run. So, so for me, it's like, I, I, I don't think a match can break into that if I if I watch a match and after it I go that was really fucking good like I want to recommend that to people for that to happen the match has to have like at least one or two unique spots in it for me it's it has gotten to the point where we've watched a lot and like even in like New Japan like new, there's some New Japan matches where I watch where I was like it's New Japan style there's a bunch of it's not the indie high spots, but it's like the New Japan high spots, like where they're kicking out of a lot of stuff. False finishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, that was a great New Japan match, but it didn't have anything really new or unique in it. So like, it doesn't break into like my 4.5 out of 5 ratings. ratings. Yeah. Even on the independent level, um, there's just, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's pretty general is the word. And if, but if a spot has a couple things that i haven't seen in a while or like to me it's like oh i don't remember ever seeing something like that then it has a chance to break into that like it stands out to you it stands out to Mm -hmm. me yeah um and like people are the good the good people try to always find a way to like do that like every nxt i watch honestly every nxt takeover i've watched there has been something i haven't seen before and that's why i love watching these shows yeah that's true i talked to you about the guys about the spot where kyle o'reilly was in a in a submission and then use his foot to break up the other submission mm-hmm. i was like 
I don't know when I've seen that before. And I, I think the benefit for them is they have so much time to pre-plan, mm-hmm. and they're not wrestling every day. Yes. And so that that comes to my statement of, like, the overload. Yes. So, like, it, if you do, like, even you guys just said you don't watch Raw and SmackDown as much. So you don't watch Raw and SmackDown as much, and then a big NXT show or a big pay-per-view comes around, and it's almost, like, refreshing because you're like, oh, I haven't seen the main roster stuff. I haven't seen WWE in a long time. They're reinventing themselves. So that's why I was asking. Mm-hmm. When you're going all the freelances and the AWs and whatnot, I was wondering if, like, the frequency of the amount of shows you're seeing has made it less of a wow factor, or if you still go and you're still able to be like, Wow. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The frequent I would say yes to your the question my answer would be yes. Less frequent wows? Uh less frequent wows. The more frequent the shows are, the less frequent wows, wows. for me. That yeah, and that's a good point. Like NXT schedule is great because they have four big pay per views a year, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Four takeovers a year, probably. Like four or five. Whatever yeah. they do. Right. So you don't get it's not oversaturated. Yeah. So like these moments these moments really feel Sometimes special. less is more. Less is yeah. more. I agree with that. I completely agree. Just like when we went to I went to a, a Zello Pro show recently and the show lasted two hours and was like five matches. And it was on a Sunday afternoon. And everyone after the show was like, Damn, that was awesome. Like, because it, it was less. Mm-hmm. It was less of an... It was like a quick independent show. The main event was great. Let's get the fuck out of here. It's Sunday night. I don't want to be... Up till 12 or Yeah, 11. exactly. It was great. It was like a... Less is more is a great format right now. That's why I think Raw really struggles with that three hours. Three hours is a lot of wrestling. It's a lot. And then... Weekly. Yeah. Just... I kind of almost wish Raw was bi-week... Bi-month... Like, bi-weekly. Every two weeks. Instead of one Raw every week and one SmackDown every week. Yeah. It would just make it cool. You'd seem like it was you're seeing something that you don't get to see it every Correct. Monday. Yeah, you miss it for a week or something. You miss something. it for a week. You want to crave it a little bit. And, and I yeah. think that's what, what was working with the the two brands being separate, like even with uh, pay-per-views. True. Like I think that helped. But now that like we're going back to merging all of them together, it's like you got money in the bank that felt like lasted forever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had it on. I was sick as hell, but like it was on, and like I would fucking sleep, wake up. That shit's still on. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're right. You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, are you good enough to talk? Th- oh yeah, <laughs> dude. I was out like Sunday Father's Day. Like I was watching that Mexico game. I wouldn't go to bed because I still wanted to watch it. Like, but like halfway through, at, like at halftime. I just started shaking, and I'm like, is it cold in here? <laughs> no. I was there with a blanket watching the game until it ended. I was I went straight to bed. Caught a bug? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was, bro, but it was it was bad. Okay. When you asked me when I got out of it, I think that's why I do it, because I will be overstimulated. Like, when we go tonight, I will. Mm-hmm. I guarantee, since I haven't been to an AEW show, I will be like, wow, this is amazing again. I forgot how much fun these are. I forgot how crazy the independent scene is compared to the main roster mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then when i was going to every day w show i even myself was starting to be like well okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that match was mm-hmm. i've seen better indie matches than that i've seen better indie matches i want this i want you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so that's yeah. why i think i get out of it every once in a while i'll go in these highs and lows of heavy interest in the wrestling love it no, no interest in the wrestling wow it's amazing again because i 
got I watched something caught my eye, mm-hmm. and I, and I almost less is more myself because they're gonna keep yeah. pulling it out. <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna keep giving it to me, so I have right. to I go away to get back in to go away to get back in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's smart, honestly. Um, yeah, you're yeah you're just like managing that. Yeah, I, I like the word. Over, that's a that's how I am with like a lot of my interests, and I'm surprised that. I'm honestly surprised. That's where, like, I was talking to Chris. I was like, man, I just hope we continue doing this because I don't want to quit because, like, I, I'm I'm like that with my interests. I overindulge on them, and mm. then I get sick of them really quickly. Yeah. Like, even with, like, a video game that I'm playing, like, I can't, like, moderate it. Yeah. So I'm just mm. like, I play a video game for, like, eight hours straight one day, and then I don't want to play it the next day. Like, I don't, I don't have any, like, self-control on my... <laughs> uh, you know, it's my, like when a new season drops on Netflix. You, you got the option. You want to binge it or the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Savor it or give me it all. Right. Yeah. Savor. Uh, Glow is out already, right? Or is that no, next week? Like, next Friday, Yeah, right? next Friday. Okay. Next Friday, man. Good show. Okay, good show. I know. I need to do like one a, a night or something. Like yeah. That. One a night. Yeah, you can't. If you end up doing more than two in a day, you're, you're fucking up. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> well, there's not a ton of them. There'll probably be like eight episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. Twelve at the most, maybe. Uh, Pat, have you this? This guy was a punter for the Colts, by the way. Yeah, Did McAfee. You know yeah, he's so fucking hilarious. He does. He's in Barstool. I enjoy him. Yeah, he does their Barstool Heartland like content, which is basically in Indiana. Talk about Indianapolis. a weird thing that started as like a side interest of sports news and podcasting, and now is you can make a state of case that it's like bigger than ESPN in the people uh, Barstool who, who, in the people who really like are in I'm not a Barstool guy but my, all my buddies are but they're the guys who are jock sniffers anything sports related they love it yeah so like <laughs> I, I am not I, I come I in like out of sports I like the NFL the most but if Same. you're if you're live and breathe like wrestling to them is like sports to them mm-hmm. they look at Barstool as like the shit yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's good I like Big Cat a lot yeah, the, like that podcast they do. Yeah, part of my take. Mm-hmm. I told Jacina was on it. Cena had a really good interview on it. Um, I think I've told Chris about it a couple times, but it's uh, yeah, it's like it's ultimate like frat guy yes. sarcasm humor. Yeah. So like take it in in, in portions, yeah. but like Big Cat's really really good. Tell them jock sniffers are man. That's their <laughs> humor. That's what they love. Fucking jock sniffers. Jock sniffers. Hey, dude. Jim, uh, what's this is a dessert question? Okay. What's your favorite piece of wrestling merchandise that you own? Ooh. I'm going to ask the same to Chris, too, because we're sitting right next to a room where it's like, I don't know how you pick. Oh, I know. So much cool shit. Um, my favorite thing is that Champa shirt, the last AW. The, the white one? The white one where he's kneeling thank in the you, ring. Hashtag thank, thank you, Champa. Yeah, thank you, nice. Champa. Mm-hmm. With the AW. That's my favorite shirt. That's my yeah. favorite wrestling shirt that I own. I love it. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Chris, in that room, that's uh, to my left. In that room, um, I think... My favorite mask in there is the one all the way at the top, uh, the Wagner one, the open bottom one. Okay. Uh, Dr. I've, Wagner Jr. Dr. Wagner Jr. I've always wanted a Dr. Wagner Jr. and just I end up, ended up with three now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just stumbled into three. <laughs> uh, but uh, this last this is his latest design. Now that he lost the mask, um, he walks out with a design like that. Which it's the open mouth, and then he takes so it off. So he just takes it off once it's in the ring. Uh, but just the colors and and uh, the artwork in it is is pretty cool. So nice. And it's it's that's um, out of average. Well, that's mask wise. Um, okay. 
merch itself, like I have so much, you know, like I have, I don't know what to pick. I think, I mean, I will just stick with, with the the you know those two cases of masks that are displaying there. But. Cool. That's your pride and joy. Yeah. Chris also has a smoking skull belt, and I'm very jealous. Yeah, and he's also in a in a belt group too, where they like slang they slang <laughs> champion custom championship belts. Oh, really? He's in the black. He's in the black market of belts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I stumbled <laughs> upon that. But <laughs> if you're looking true. for a belt, let me know. Oh, it's true. Um, but uh, yeah, that, the dangerous part about groups is that like that's how I ended up, uh, you know, getting a lot of these masks. Um, you know, I, I found the group. It's in Mexico. It's in pesos. I speak Spanish, and I'm able to get them for cheap. So, it's, See, it's, it's he's dangerous. so versatile. It's super dangerous. He's so versatile. Can't get over it. <laughs> as as you're browsing for questions, when you get one, these kind of suck. Yeah, I was gonna say if you get one, <laughs> if you get one, let me know. But make up your own paper. But I want to. I want to bring up how much time <laughs> okay. do we have before we gotta head out to this? Wait, hold on. Question. Here's one. Make up your own pay per view name. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a hard one. Okay, <laughs> let's think for a second here. Kill some dead air. All right, so what I'll the, think. That's what's the name of the pay review. Kill some dead <laughs> yeah, air. Yeah, kill some dead air. No. Um, what about Rumble in Midlothian? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's that's probably the name of a show already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down the street at the fucking this park district. Uh, what's the yeah? What would be the best? Less is more would be the name. <laughs> <of my favorite>. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be three matches and they would all go thirty minutes and then everyone would leave. Four matches. All that doesn't minutes. sound bad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's the ones? Does WWE have? They do one that's great. Balls of fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that was that was well. Was very well timed. <laughs> they have they have what a one called like Night of Champions. Clash. Or, it used to. Uh, th- or what's they, it called? They, they used to have one Night of Champions. Then Clash of Champions was what that was WCW. And they brought it back. Uh-huh. It was originally WCW. Mm-hmm. And then WWE changed it. To something like that. Changed their Night of Champions to the Clash of Champions. If I was... I don't know the name, but I'd, I would want it to focus on championship matches. Okay. Because I feel like that's what's lost on WWE is they focus too much on things. It doesn't make it ever feel like a fight. Where NXT... Even when NXT does their storyline-driven stuff, it feels like a fight. But when... When NXT is at its best, it's when they make the fights feel like, dude, these people really want this belt. Yeah. Like that ladder match at uh, two takeovers ago for that North American title or whatever oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was like, dude, these guys all want this belt so bad. This match is amazing. Mm-hmm. Emphasizing the competition over the anything else. Like, I feel like as a wrestler, your goal should be like, yeah, you can put me in a side story, but I want the belt. Yeah. I want this belt. I'm driven by being this champion. I'm driven by being, if I'm a tag team, I don't care about any tag team feud except for I want to be the champion. It would be like, it would be like some type (laughs) of like championship something, but yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, by the way, Adam Cole didn't have a match at TakeOver. No, he's not that weird. And he got kicked out of his, out of the, that tag match. Yeah. Defend your turf or defending defending <laughs> your territory or something <laughs> like Yeah, or like protect the strap. ultimate defense. Yeah. <laughs> protect the strap. Ooh, something like that where it's like strap. all the champions have to defend sponsored at this point. Sponsored by Marnie and Sarah. <laughs> protect yeah. the strap sponsored by Modelo especially. Every, every belt's on the line at this. And it, and if you're a really good champion, you gotta defend it. Yep. Ooh, that's a cool one. Yeah. Um there was another one in here I saw as a dessert quest. Oh, Make up your own match stipulation. 
Wow. It's also a hard one. Brawn panties. <laughs> <laughs> um, Make up your own match. What's something we've never seen that we th- would be like cool? So they do like the I quits, the last man standings. They do the two out of three falls. They have a lot of cool steps. What's yeah, a they cool, do. What's a cool one? What about, what if they did a mat? What if they did a worked match? Oh, didn't they try to do this before? They did a work match in a UFC cage, though. Yeah, the the lion's den. Lion's den. They've already done that, right? Mm-hmm. What if there was one where it, it's like, uh, so you know how like the Royal Rumble is throw the guy over the top rope. Yeah. What if you do half the people? You make you make you do like fifteen people or ten people or something, and it's um, pinning or submitting. Whoever gets the most eliminations wins. So like, there's just a time limit. Nobody gets eliminated, but whoever scores either the most pinfalls or gets the most people to submit. It's kind of like a like a scramble. Scramble meets uh, last man standing. Standing meets like to like just the most. Falls. No, it would scramble meets Iron Man. Yeah, scramble oh, meets Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. So yeah, it'd yeah. be the person who can get the most eliminations. The most pinfalls. No, the most pinfalls or submissions like in a time limit. Let's say you do a 30-minute time limit. You need like 20 refs up in there, though. Yeah. <laughs> 20 drakes. Yeah. You, you, but I'm saying that's kind of <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is cool. I think you just won that. That Yeah, that's the best answer that we could possibly probably come up with. I know I'm smarter than this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question for you guys. Okay. All right. Favorite. No, I'll, I'll say favorite, but like favorite. Yeah, favorite wrestler or aspect of of NXT right now? Who do you like what they're doing with? Or who do you not like what they're doing with? Or who do you think has potential? I think, you know, I mean, it's it's a, it's a giveaway, I think. I think we've talked about this before. Like, Champa, like, everything he's doing and the, the uniqueness of it, the level he's taking things to from a heel perspective, mm-hmm. I think it's... It's right on of what what we're looking for in a, in a wrestler, right? Yeah, um, it's right on of what we're looking for too. Right, kids have never seen anything like that, but the adults are like, right. And and one of the things True. that I that I did think about is like, well, what if I didn't know anything about Champa or did not see him before? I want to know. I want to talk to somebody who's who hadn't seen him in the Indies. Like, what's their perspective on him? Mm-hmm. And you know, like I guess an NXT fan, like yeah. Like, what do you think about this guy? Like, you know, because I, I just want to hear that that perspective because I don't know it. I, I'm i biased already. Like, even when they were tag team and DIY, and I'm like, all right, like, this is cool. I'm on board. I'm 100% behind you guys. They won the titles. I'm all in. And then he turns. He becomes this heel. He takes it, you know, to a different level. But I'm al- I was already invested in those characters way before this happened. Right, mm-hmm. so w- I would like to know what what uh, what other people think of him. Yeah, that, that did not view. know him outside of NXT. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to hear about. I would. I I, I think uh, it's undisputed error for me because I think I I thought like Sanity was a pretty underwhelming faction mm-hmm. in my opinion. So to have a really good faction in NXT. Um, and still have, and not, it's like all those people being in it doesn't make the roster even thinner. It's like the roster's still stacked, 
and four yeah. dudes are and in a faction. I, and I think the fact that that faction is made up of wrestlers, it's always harder, at least I think, for me to get invested in a heel faction that's like from parts unknown and the Bray Wyatt's and like from like the like more like uh, fictional sanity. Sanity. Yeah. Yeah. sanity they're all yeah. crazy like it's it's harder <laughs> to get insane. behind they're all yeah. uh i would like for them to do all four belts on them yeah that might take a little bit of time uh but and then like i'd say uh i'd say a uh uh, like an honorable mention that NXT is doing right now is like letting keep people keep their names. Yes, that's yes, a, that's a good Keith thing. Lee, Keith Lee, Ricochet. I, I think uh, to your point, the coolest thing about Undisputed Era is they want to be champions. They don't care about just being yeah. sanity. We're crazy. Yeah. We're so evil. They're not Bray Wyatt. We're so evil. They're a heel faction that wants to be all the champions. They would be and booked for protect the strap. Protect the strap, dude. <laughs> and that's why that's why evolution was the shit. Because right. evolution was yeah. we're all, all we're, gonna be the shit. We're yeah. all gonna be Dave Batista is gonna be a champion. Randy Orton's gonna be a champion. Rick Flair's gonna be a champion. Triple H is gonna be a champion. We're we're the best and we're assholes. Beat us. Yeah. That's the best that wrestling can do and they never do it anymore. And that's why Undisputed Air is so damn awesome. Yep. Yeah, Evolution was your favorite faction, right? Uh, easily, yeah, easily. And so <laughs> the first match just announced for Protect the Strap is <laughs> every uh, member of Undisputed Era is going to be either vying for a belt or yeah. challenging. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what's up. Protect the Strap coming to you soon at the Sears Center so in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. He took my first choice in, in what they're doing with Chomp and Gargano and NXT. You took my second choice of what they're doing with Undisputed Era. Yeah. So I... We'll do a, a two-part answer really quick. Okay. I like what they're doing with the Velveteen Dream. Yes. Because yes. he is a, is a guy who is rare for us to love because he's a homebrew. He's not an indie darling that got called up and turned into a character that everybody loves because they're indie darlings. He's a homebrewed guy. They brewed him up themselves. They're giving him an interesting storyline. If you've been paying attention to his storyline, he's trying to do everybody's styles that he wrestles with. So first it was he wanted the respect of Aleister Black, so he's going to wrestle kind of hard-nosed like Aleister Black. Mm -hmm. Then he's going to prove to Ricochet, I'll, I'll jump you, I'll outfly you, I'm a better flyer than you are. He hasn't found Ooh, his that's a good style point. Yeah. yet. He's still looking for, like, what's Velveteen Dream's style. But so maybe that is his style, his to imitation. To everybody who's yeah. wrestling style. Yeah. So he, he keeps did the Cashizono thing, too, right? Like... Oh, the knockout artist. The knockout artist. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah he's like, yeah, he's so, so obsessed with his opponent. Yes, they're telling yeah. a story where he's mm -hmm. like trying to do whatever his, the opponent does better, but he hasn't honed in on his niche yet. Yeah. And eventually, that's what they'll do. I think he'll find like his thing, and then he'll become like the best at. He'll be proclaim that he's the best at whatever style. So, damn, I, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I love him. They're building him nice and slow, and they're doing a good job of making the fans connect to a guy that's a homebrew and then secondly i like how he lost too because like yeah let, what, people, let yeah, people lose yeah like it, it's there's not to cut you off i'll let you no finish. go ahead uh but like yeah i think it's cooler when guys are like kind of booked 50 50 because you just don't know who's gonna win because i thought velveteen dream was gonna win that match and that was like kind of surprised and then like it just doesn't need to be a his like a winning streak or winning it doesn't need to be a storyline for him so like Having people lose, and I think, just like makes them. 
I don't know, more versatile in the long run. Because I yeah. can go against more people yeah. and lose and win. It doesn't matter. So, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. And so then my second part would be the transition they did with McIntyre from NXT to the main roster. Okay. Because it's hard to fit people in and to make them feel like a presence without overbearing them. They have a tendency to be like, here's this NXT call up. They don't lose. They don't lose. They don't lose. Oh, they lose. And then the person fades away. Mm -hmm. I love what they're doing. McIntyre attaching him to Ziggler, making him like Ziggler's kind of wingman or whatever. Cause eventually he'll surpass Ziggler because how can I know for a fact, Vince McMahon looks at him and, gets a boner because the dude is absolutely for the dude could almost physically stand next to Brock Lesnar and you could be like okay he could maybe the, they were making maybe the comparison win. of Sigler and and him with uh Shawn Michaels and Diesel Diesel, Diesel yeah. yeah yeah like that's legit like mm-hmm. he's a huge dude so I think they're doing him right so they yeah. transitioned him the right way because they're not sh- they're not forcing him he's an afterthought he's an afterthought he's an afterthought he's Ziggler's muscle mm-hmm. yeah and like so he's not being forced it's not too much right now they're like slowly, like they'll slowly fade him in. Yeah, tune him. That's wow. That's really good. You've been watching your NXT, dude. Man. I've been. I'm back on. It. <laughs> He's back. He's back. On He's it. back. Two heels in a face. Has <laughs> a th- new yeah. full time. No, I'm kidding. No. Oh god. <laughs> pressing uh, that gas now, Charlie. We're pressing yeah, the press fucking the gas. gas. No, but we, I would. Uh, I would like to do like you guys keep me involved in the community, and of when you always. reached out to come. When you reached out for me to come um, to the show tonight, I, well, I probably wouldn't have gone if you didn't have asked. So if every once in a while, it's been a couple months or a month or two, and you feel like you want to go to a show, I'd have no problem coming, hanging out, spitting on this mic for a little bit, and then going and seeing some wrestling with you, bros. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. How long have we been recording for? Because that's a... Uh, that yeah, it's about like- an hour. Great. Should we stop them? I thought that was a very good ending. Yeah, we did a great job. Jim, honestly, thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us today because we do miss you. Yeah. You know, you've been a great wrestling fan and friend. And uh, it's glad we're glad to have you back. And you always bring unique perspectives like you just did with NXT. And uh, you're not someone who just repeats what happens in the ring on the podcast. And I really appreciate that. (laughs) Because fuck that shit. And uh, so, <laughs> let me say this to sign you guys off, put you over one one last time like I did at the you, thing. You don't need to, but I... I know, <laughs> but I'll just say this. Okay. Um, I was a dude who, like Charlie said beforehand, we were kind of given the history of how this podcast happened. I was a dude who always looked at, like, what they could do better, what they could do better, what they could do better, and I never enjoyed the now and took it in for what it was. So, your guys' uh, perspective on enjoying it for what it is and every fan enjoys it a different way mm-hmm. it's so cool and so bright because it really is what it is like everybody does get a little different and if you get sucked in to being let down all the time that's when you go on the negative trend and you start to become almost like an anti-fan of the fan of what you think you're a fan of right yeah, it's true you know, it's like, absolutely oh, true. Yeah. yeah and so for a while there i anti-fanned myself and would be so, I'd be more mad about what they weren't doing than appreciative of things that were happening. Fucking so amen. You guys need to be put over because your podcast has an attitude that isn't going to be matched by anybody else. People will go report the wrestling news, people will give you the dirt sheets. Every podcast does the same BS. Let's talk about this. What's our gimmick? Whatever. 
No gimmicks, no bullshit. Just what do you enjoy? What do you like? Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you. Two heels and a mother effing face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And changing his name to Lay the Mat Down version two. Yeah. No, I'm joking. 2.0. <laughs> 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thanks for coming, man. Oh, anytime. Anytime. All right, we're back. We're back. That was that's that's our buddy Jim. Yeah, I missed the guy. That was fun. Jim's a great guy. He in like you can tell in the way that he was kind of presenting like how his mindset changed on wrestling. That um, you know he's an evolving fan as well, and like he really Jim's really good for just giving as we talked about in the podcast. Like to anyone out there who wants to create content, do it. We encourage you to do it, but don't just kind of repeat what everyone saw while they were watching the wrestling show. Like you have to provide a unique and fresh perspective, and Jim does that. So that was like my kind of my favorite part. Yeah, about sure. that. Besides just hanging out. All right, all right. So <laughs> en- enough. It was a it was a long episode. So you can find us at Two Heels in a Face. That's number two Heels in a Face. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of those same handle. Oh wow! Um, and you're just you're just flying right. This is a yeah. streamlined closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, <laughs> we can't repeat two heels in a face three times, right? Uh, but we can definitely say that we, they can find you, Charlie, at Chuck underscore Colorado on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Compadre Chris. Yeah, and you can find us on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes. Hashtag Pushpaco. Hashtag Beat Up GPA. Can't relax. I can't sleep cause my bed's on